Welcome to the Tradies in Business podcast with your hosts, Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Divert your phone and grab a brew as Waz and Nick unpack tips, tales, secrets and stuff-ups from guests both inside and outside your trade, helping educate and inspire you to break the cycle of gut-busting and money stress and create a true trade business. G'day, Coxie. G'day, Waz. <laughs> Very well. Um wondering how our new microphones are going to go, Nicole. You sound a little different now that you've pressed record. <laughs> okay. Maybe Zoom's changed something. Or maybe it's the fact that I've got a bit of a stuffy nose at the moment. You do have a bit of a cold. Well, it's weird. I don't I don't have a cold as such. I don't feel unwell and I don't usually get sick. But um, I ate some naughty food on the weekend, Nicole. <laughs> and I think I'm paying for it with some sinus. Uh, things have a habit of catching up with you. They do. Like, um, it's kind of like unfinished business. <laughs> I, I was hoping I would lead you to the conclusion. It was of a shocking business. segue. Sorry, shocking I'm not segue. as good at it as you are. Oh, no, I thought mine was shocking. I just, I got all excited and then I panicked and it just came out really quickly. I think, I think when you say unfinished business the way that you do, I feel like you need to come out in a pair of white undies with a white shirt, unbuttoned, flicked back, pair of sunnies and socks and skid down the hallway while you sing into a microphone about unfinished business. Oh, wait, that was risky business. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that was a really bad visual too, me with my gut hanging out of my shirt and my underpants on. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> listeners. Yeah, um, we... Unreservedly apologise, listeners. No, we're talking about uh, something that I've come across a lot lately in my sessions with tradiepreneurs, Coxie. Um, I suspect you've tripped over it a bit as well. (laughs) And that is people, particularly dudes, that have lots of unfinished projects, action items like just things half three quarters done not completed and Mm -hmm. it could be a backyard project it could be setting up your shed at home it might be something you're building at home notice i'm not just angling for the business stuff here Mm. And then there's a whole bunch of things in businesses like that awesome spreadsheet you started that was going to help you track your jobs better and make more money and you made a start on it and never got back to it. Or perhaps it was the, I don't know, invoicing even. Like some of these Mm. things stay unfinished. And I've found, Coxie, I actually had a bit of a brain fart recently about this. Did it hurt? Um, yes, it's a bit stinky too, but, um, I realized that there's a lot of guys out there doing things in their business, the way they do things at home. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you know, there's the, the jokes about, uh, like plumber has a leak, has leaky taps and builder's back deck has never finished on his house and all this sort of stuff. And it's actually true, but I think it's just true in general for a lot of us blokes that do things with our hands. We have all these projects that we like to work on, but we're not so good at actually completing them. 
And I realized recently in a session with one of our tradepreneur clients that that carries over to the way they run their business. The recruitment system is not quite done. And the staff reviews, they did them once or twice here and there, and then they never really got back to it. And so that becomes unfinished. And I actually worked out, Coxie, that we could train men to be finishers. They don't seem to have this problem in other areas of their life, but we could train men to finish things in their business by getting them to finish things at home. I tell a really interesting story. I actually told it to one of our clients this morning when we were referencing some unfinished business around the house, so some projects that were undone, and a real uh, learning moment and teaching moment for me and my marriage early on, before we were even married actually, when I first moved into the builder's house. So the builder had this amazing, I don't know, typical builder, beautiful mansion-y freaking thing. It was unbelievable and it wasn't finished like every good builder's house, much like the one we live in now. And the the front deck, he built there because of the view. The view is absolutely sensational. And the whole of the front deck was unusable because there were no rails up and there were no stairs up yet. Now, he would walk past this every single day and unbeknownst to him at the time, it was a mental dialogue he was having within his own head about how shit he was because he hadn't finished the deck. I can't unlock those doors. I don't keep my kids safe. I'm a terrible father. This was the dialogue that was in his head until I had the moment where I realised what a big thing it was becoming for him. Now, quite frankly, I didn't understand at that point that it was transferring into his business because it was polarising him so much he was feeling crap about himself and it made him second guess so many decisions he was needing to make. So therefore he wasn't finishing at work and he wasn't finishing at home. Now, quite frankly, as I said this morning, it took him three days and three grand to get it done. It was no big deal. Once it was done, it totally changed so much for him. It just sounds like such a ridiculous story, but it's true. He finally realised how much of a burden he was carrying on a day-to-day basis, which meant that that was transferring into the way he parented his children, the way we interacted within our relationship, the way he worked on the job site because he was constantly thinking of himself as shit because he hadn't finished this one project at home and meant that he wasn't keeping his kids safe. Now, nothing could be further from the truth. He was a very busy man. He had a lot on his plate. He was a solo parent to his kids for a long period of time. All of that stuff gets in the way occasionally. And yet, had he have taken the three days early on to get that finished, he could have shed that burden. He could have opened the door so that he can move forward to finishing all those other projects that he has in his life that need to be completed, both work and personal. But for me, I agree with you. It starts with the personal. Mm. And yet, I think one of the problems with this, listeners, is that for a lot of us, and it's not just the blokes, but I'm, I'm sort of uh, pointing the finger at you fellows out there listening at the moment, we actually don't allow ourselves to um, exercise our muscle around completing things, finishing things at home because, well, <clears throat> I shouldn't be finishing my project in the shed when there's invoices to be done. Mm-hmm. So we leave the thing unfinished that is meaningful to us and important to us. And then we go and grudgingly do invoices because, well, that's what I should be doing with my time. We, we have, have the shoulds, right? And as one of my mentors over the years used to say, like, you know, you should do this, should do that, end up shouldn't all over yourself. And 
So we we neglect the personal things out of guilt, and that actually is a missed opportunity for you to get better at completing things. And as you've so eloquently put, Coxie, that finishing the deck actually cascaded into other areas of life for for your former tradie. Um, so I actually, I, I want to throw it out to the listeners that if you have that affliction of unfinished projects, particularly at home, whatever it is, I mean, crikey, it might be a jigsaw puzzle that you're working on or, uh, oh, dare I say it, a, a Netflix series that you've only got two episodes left to watch and then it's finished. Um, <laughs> get it done. Get it finished, make the time, make it important because that's actually a really good place to start that habit of finishing things and it frees up brain space. That unfinished project, whether you realise it, whether you believe it or not, you can disagree with me if you want to. Uh, It'll be pretty hard on the podcast because this is a (laughs) one-way transmission. Um, But it really does and it's been scientifically shown that having those loose ends chews up a lot of brain space. It affects your sleep. It affects your decision-making. It affects your mood. And the opposite is true from completing those things. It gives us a little hit of endorphins. We feel fulfilled and satisfied and accomplished. And then like anything, that becomes an upward spiral where we start to find opportunities to do that in your business as well. So, Um, If you have open-ended, unfinished projects around the place, um, start picking them off. Start looking for the things at home that you can finish. Mm. Finish I actually use this as a trick on those days where I'm feeling a little overwhelmed or I'm procrastinating or I'm just not feeling in control of what I've got on my plate at the moment. I actually use this to my advantage in that I write a list of all the things I know I need to complete this week and I always include a couple that I have already knocked on the head so that I can immediately tick them off because in the action of ticking them off and knowing they're completed, I'm more likely to want to complete the next action items on my list. Mm. So the, the the opposite to that is often one of the tricks that you talk about a lot, Warwick, is writing down everything that's in your head in a great big action list, finding the two or three things that will really get you moving forward and throwing the rest away because we don't all work the same. I very much need a, a full view of everything that I have going on uh, so that I can make sure that I'm prioritizing the right things so I can feel like I'm moving forward so I can start that tick list. Whereas many other people are far better if they have a narrow list and they understand just the thing that they need to focus on to get finished today or this week or this month. I think that can be used to our advantage, but first we've got to acknowledge that it is a problem. I think for everyone, I think we're all very much the same when we don't finish things. Oh, Absolutely. I have a number of things <laughs> around my property and in my workshop that uh, I've been planning to get done for a long time mm. and uh, it bugs me. It, it mm. annoys me that I haven't finished them yet. And, uh, you know, that that just, it affects the way I see my business and my business task list. It's like it's just another thing. Oh, yeah. there you go. There's another list that I haven't got done. I think that um, it's really important to note that there can be projects in your life that you choose to 
carry over for a period of time. Mm. And yet we still need some sort of finish date or some sort of conclusion timeline so that it doesn't hang over and become the front deck where the kids are going to fall off. Let's know that, you know, I'm going to work on this car. Uh, you know, there's cars in the shed at the, the builder's dad's house. They've been there for years because there's no completion date. But if you suddenly put a completion date or a special occasion, there's a formal coming up for one of our children. One of the cars needs to be completed for that. That car is finally going to get finished after 10 years <laughs> of sitting in the shed, finally. And But often you need to set that that thing, that goal, that timeline so that you can be okay with it taking longer. But either mm. way, we need a timeline, right? We need to understand what the finish looks like. There's there's another um, aspect to this, listeners, that I've also tripped over recently in coaching sessions, and it's the well, I've tripped over it in my personal life as well. But it popped out of a session recently with one of our tradepreneurs, and at some point with some projects we get to the stage where it's like, you know what? I just don't think I'm ever going to get that thing done on my own. I need to pay someone to do it. And I had this conversation with one of our tradepreneurs about, um, I won't mention his name. If he listens to this, you'll know I'm talking about him. Uh, And it was uh, plastering, I think, getting some plastering finished. And he literally just got to the stage where he had to pick up the phone and ring someone and book them in. But even that was getting dragged out mm. without reason. Oh, busy and distracted and all sorts of other stuff. And so part of his his homework was to actually book that in. Um, but, you know, a lot of the times we try and do stuff ourselves. I know I'm guilty of that. I try and do a lot of stuff around our property here. Um, basic renos and stuff around the house and everything. And it just gets to the stage where it's like, okay, is this actually the best use of my time? Am I the best person to do this? Or is this just causing me more stress and anxiety because no, 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 I'll do it. It's No, I'll do it. I'll do the invoicing. No, no, I'll do the bookkeeping. Leave that. No, I'll design the new brochure. I'll get on that. No, let me update the website. Um, <laughs> and they become burdensome really and they're more things to add to the brain pressure and the sleepless nights and everything else and often we actually need to admit to ourselves that we're not the best person to do it we're not going to get to it we're actually slowing everybody else down because mm-hmm. particularly in your businesses uh you, you know there's other people waiting for those things to be done or they're impacting our marketing or whatever it might be and you just got to actually man up or woman up and say, you know what, I should probably just pay someone else to do this and then I can get on with this other thing that's going to make more of a difference to my life or my business or my family. So you might actually have to get out of your own flipping way. <laughs> we haven't done one of those episodes for a while, Coxie. No, we haven't. And... There's a great opportunity for us to recognize what our skill set is. I think it's a great exercise that we take a lot of our tradepreneurs through is developing job descriptions for each person in the job. And we do this almost as a reflective tool as well as the value that it adds to each key position within the, the business. But when you start to write down what your current list of duties is, you very quickly can say, well, you know what, that's not my skill set. That's not the thing I'm best at. That's not something I'm strongest at. 
you and I do this frequently when we're talking through what we need to do to get a project underway and wrapped up. It's the understanding, you know what, that's going to take me a whole day to do that one thing. And yet if I got a professional in to do it, that'd be done in two hours. So it's just, I guess, running through your position description, identifying your strengths and weaknesses like you do with the rest of your team allows you the opportunity to have the freedom to outsource where you require it. I'm not a bookkeeper. I hate numbers. I don't enjoy doing it. Okay, with data entry, I'll happily do the data entry and then the bookkeeper can take it over. Mm. And not for once do I worry about the fact that I'm handing all of that over to somebody else and I'm paying for the privilege of someone to do it for me. I don't have to think about it. It's not my strong suit. Mm. I can't do the tech stuff. Don't laugh, please. I cannot do the tech stuff. So I don't do it. I pay people to come in and do my tech stuff for me. I pay somebody to fix it for me or I win, ring Warwick and just say, I can't do this. I need your help. And he How do I do this? Right on the phone. <laughs> but one way or another, I've identified what my weakness is and I don't actually have a problem with having weaknesses mm. in my personality. That's okay. Other people can help fill those voids for me and I can move forward rather than getting stuck in the arrogance for many of, no, it'll be right, I'll do it, it'll be fine, I'll take care of it. I'll sit here for six months and try and figure out how to make this microphone work, mm. how to hook up to a Zoom call, it'll be fine, I'll take care of it. Yeah, sometimes I think uh, from my observation over the years of working with people, the the tendency to try and do all the things also comes from a place of, well, if I can't do all the things then I'm not valuable enough. Mm. I'm not good enough. I'm not a good business owner. And and there's this idea that, well, I should be able to do all this. I should be able to do the tech and I should be able to do the plumbing and I should be able to do the team leadership and I should be able to do the finance stuff. It's like, no, who said you should? Who said you should have to be able to do all those things to be a success or to be a, a you know successful businessman or woman? Like That's just something you've made up in your own head. There's no rule that says you should be able to do those things. It's your choice as to what you do or don't do. And as you've rightly pointed out, Coxie, we've all got strengths and constraints. Yours is technology. And uh, recognizing that and accepting that and embracing that and saying, you know what? I'm just, that's not, I'm not good at that. And being good at something doesn't mean you should do it either. Because I'm pretty good at a whole bunch of things that I don't do and I'm letting go of more things that I'm good at that I shouldn't do because they're just not the best use of my time. Uh, So just because you're good at book work or you think you are doesn't mean you should actually be doing it in your business. Uh, So, yeah, clinging to that stuff from a point of self-value and and proving our self-value or our worth is uh, a bad strategy. <laughs> like anything in business, it's a work in process, right? In progress, we are moving forward and part of moving forward is acknowledging what is better outsourced or what is better to let go of or what is better to get done so that we can move forward. Otherwise, we stay stationary. We had a great session with one of our tradiepreneurs this morning that's had a great problem with getting stuck. He's totally stuck in where mm. he's at at the moment. And it's just a gentle reminder of, okay, to move forward, we've got to move forward. You actually have to do some of the things we talk about. We actually have to let go of some of the ideals that we may have had before. We have to make some change to move forward. Otherwise, we just keep pedaling where we are and that 
you know, these weights around our feet that we call business or staff or bills or overheads or whatever they might be, they start to weigh us down when we're paddling in one spot really quickly. We need to keep moving forward. And then you get tired and drown and that's no good. So I was not going (laughs) (laughs) So uh, if you are listening to this and you're thinking, oh, yeah, I've got this project unfinished and I've got that project unfinished, there's a couple of things you could do. You could just go and finish them. Mm-hmm. But if you are likely to do that, you probably would have already done that. Mm-hmm. The other thing you could do is actually get in touch with us here at Tradies and Business. If you're not already one of our tradiepreneurs, um, and if you are, expect to be jammed on this in the coming <laughs> weeks about, hey, um, just checking in, Bob, have you got any unfinished projects around the house there? Because maybe it's time we had a, a coaching session around that. Um, but if you're not one of our tradiepreneurs uh, or in the tradiepreneur program yet, then you should definitely do one of a few things. You should either join the free Facebook group, uh, which a lot of our listeners are members of the Facebook group. But if you're not, make sure you go and join that. And the second thing thing you should do is go and check out our website. There's been some updates to the website, been a few changes. Um, Go and check out the website on the ways that you can actually get some support to make these changes. You don't have to do this on your own. There are lots of people out there, as we've referenced in today's episode, that have unfinished projects as well. And we're helping those people to actually make that shift. So there's definitely um, help and support for you here at Tradies in Business. Uh, All you have to do is drop us a line via the website or DM us on socials and um, you can book a free chat with us. We'll spend 15 minutes with you find out where you're at and give you some ideas. Never know. Maybe it's uh, the change that you need to make. Maybe you just get some ideas and you piss off and you put them in place for free. Either way, we're always here for a chat. So um, you can find the booking link on the website. Otherwise, join the Facebook group and um, you can talk to some other tragic unfinishers there. (laughs) Don't let unfinished-itis get in the way from reaching out for some help. Unfinished itis. We will come up with a new name. No, I'm not getting it right. See, I'm going to have to finish that sentence, but I don't know how to now. (laughs) There's a punchline and a half. Oh, dear. Thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, Take care and, um, yeah, drop us a line if you've got any unfinished business. We'll see if we can help you out. Hooroo. You've been listening to the Tradies and Business Podcast with Warwick Bidwell and Nicole Cox. Find out more about today's guest, tools for your trade business and other cool stuff at tradiesandbusiness.com.au.